The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Sam, I have no April Fool's jokes for you. Hey, I have no April Fool's hey, jokes, man. Sam. What's hey, going on? All I can say is Miami is in the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool, Ben. My bad. My bad. That's really bad, Sam. That's real bad. Hey, but Sam, let's talk about the um, the Sweet 16 hat was, is, is, went on over the weekend. Some great games. You know, I really thought that um, Oregon had a chance to, um, to do some things. I really thought Oregon was going to upset Louisville. However... I was very uh, badly mistaken, and Louisville continues to roll and do their thing. What's what's going on with this elite, with this Sweet 16? Uh, uh, Louisville, uh, they're playing like they are the number one seed in the whole tournament. Uh, They're doing an outstanding job of putting pressure on the basketball. They they get a lot of easy baskets and transition from their pressure. Uh, You know, the score, 77-69, it really doesn't do the – the game justice of just how dominant Louisville was in that game. And uh, Louisville got a pretty easy win versus Oregon to advance to the Elite Eight uh, in the Midwest region. Uh, and going to the South region, uh, the Kansas Jayhawks and the Michigan Wolverines, uh, you know, this game had me pulling the little hair out of my head that I do have. Uh, Kansas, uh, they look dominant for – 37 minutes in this ball game, and uh, somehow, some way, Michigan found a way to uh, to pull out a stunning victory. Uh, Trey Burke hit a big time uh, three pointer to send the game into overtime. Uh, he didn't score any points in the first half, and ended up with uh, 20 plus points in the second half in overtime. Uh, it, was, it was just an outstanding ball game uh, between Kansas and the University of Michigan. I tell you, man, those three young men from Michigan, Burke, uh, Robinson. And um, Hardaway, they really are impressive, and they play some serious basketball, play together. And they're, very, they're, they're pretty aggressive, too, though, man. I mean, these young men are not passive at all. Yep. And, uh, and you know, a lot of people made um, a big deal out of playing in the domes, in the dome stadium that uh, for shooters that it's kind of tough to shoot in the dome. But uh, Kansas or Michigan didn't really have uh, – problems uh adjusting to the dome and that was to me that was one of the best games of the the sweet 16 round uh just an outstanding ball game by uh two outstanding teams and then uh you know also in that region you have florida and florida gulf coast uh university uh florida gulf coast jumped out to a 10 point lead but uh florida's size and strength uh in that game 
kind of just did Florida Gulf Coast in. Uh, it was a tremendous run by this university. And, uh, you know, I look for big things from, uh, from this Florida Gulf Coast team. Well, if they can hold on to their coach and, um, and continue to build, I think this program could be something very special, maybe like a Gonzaga was a few years ago. Nobody knew about them. But now you look up every year they're in a the tournament, and they make, they make a difference in the tournament every year as well. Uh, uh, I well said, uh, but I really feel that this team is uh, way ahead of the Gonzagas and the Butlers of the world when you just think about only being allowed to play uh, – to, to participate in the NCAA tournament for two years, just the progress that they've made in two years uh, is going to be uh, – um, I'm very excited about the future of this program if they can keep Andy Enfield. And uh, the, the university's uh, oldest alumni is 37 years old, so they're going to have to get creative when it comes to getting donors to, um, to raise money to keep this outstanding rising star in the coaching profession. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, um, and, you know, sometimes money talk. But when you hear stories about him, he already has money. So may that, that may not be a reason for him to leave. However, Florida Gulf Coast is in one of the most beautiful places in, in the world. I mean, Sarasota, Florida is, like, it's stunningly beautiful, man. And that part of Florida is going to attract people. The weather's good. You're going to be able to um, find people to come here just for the weather. Hey, uh, it's going to take more than weather <laughs> to keep this man, I think. But uh, it does help if it comes down to that. But uh, moving along to the eastern region, you have the number one seed, Indiana Hoosiers versus Syracuse. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Syracuse, Coach Behind, uh came into the season a little adversity uh, with uh, the fine into, um, fine allegations. Uh, one of his top, top assistant coaches was uh, – let go from the university, and I tell you, man, this Syracuse team, the um, the two three matchup zone that they play, it gave Indiana fits all night, and Syracuse won a relatively easy contest versus the Indiana Hoosiers, sixty one to fifty. What are your thoughts on that uh, game and the performance of Syracuse defense? You know, um, Coach Beheim has has orchestrated this this um, you, you know zone defense to perfection, and he's, he's done it for a long time. And it doesn't surprise me to see a, a coach like Beheim, Coach Beheim, um, going to the Final Four. So when you look at it, I think the cream comes to the top, and he's that part of the cream. He's a good coach, great coach. And uh, you have to wonder, how much longer are we going to see coaches like him? Because he's not, he's not a young man. He's not a young man, and he's really not happy with the the Big East uh, conference and everything that's transpired. Uh, Syracuse will be playing in the ACC next year, and uh, it, he has let it be known that he's not happy with the way things have uh, went down with the Big East conference in uh, in his university. So uh, that that is definitely something to keep an eye on. He is the first coach to lead uh, a team to the Final Four in four different decades. So you know that's just a a tribute to his uh, longevity in the profession and the outstanding job that he's done. But uh, moving along in the in the Eastern Region, Marquette and uh, Miami. Uh, I tell you, the Hurricanes. Uh, I, I had the Hurricanes winning this game. Uh, it later came out that uh, Larkin, uh, the All American point guard from Miami, uh, was uh, sick. He didn't get much rest. But uh, I tell you what, man, Marquette and Coach Buzz Williams, uh, they put the pedal to the metal in this game and uh, pretty much dominated the Hurricanes uh, in this ball game. Yeah, they they did dominate the Hurricanes, and uh, and I don't think we can put that much pressure on Larkin because there was a lot of guys that saw this team, and um, they all make a big part of this team. So 
they look like Miami looked like they just were not ready for this. You know, it looked like a stage that they had not prepared for. They had never been in, and um, and it showed. Yes, it did. You know, I, I always thought that hey, Miami got one run and they can hit one shot, and they, and they they had their moments in the game where you thought that oh, here here comes the run, here comes the team that beat Duke by twenty, that beat North Carolina, that won the ACC, but they could just never get it together. Uh, you got to tip your hat to Marquette. They moved on to face Syracuse in the Elite Eight, but uh, moving to the West in uh, the first. Uh, Sweet 16 matchup, Ohio State, Buckeyes, Arizona. I tell you what, the the Michigan-Kansas game, this game uh, really rivaled it. Uh, Ohio State, LaQuinn Ross hit a big three uh, to break a 70-70 tie to uh, give Ohio State the victory in this game. It was just a well-played ball game by both teams, and uh, it, it came down to whoever had the ball last, and it was Ohio State and hit a big shot. Yeah, and, and and Ohio State, man, really played with a lot of toughness and a lot of grit. And um, hey, they look like that that um like that where they're from, Ohio. You know, it's kind of like a old steel place. It's kind of gritty, and they really played tough, man. Um, Arizona, that just couldn't just couldn't hang with them at the end. And then our. In the, the round up the West, uh, Wichita State and LaSalle. Uh, you know, I really thought LaSalle, the toughness from Philly, was going to be able to um, to beat the Wichita State Shockers. But the, the one thing I learned from Wichita State, man, this is a tough-minded ball club. They get out, they run, they get easy baskets in transition. And, uh, you know, you're going to hear – you're going to hear more about them later. Uh, Wichita State beat LaSalle 72-58. to And uh, jumping back to the Midwest, uh, the Duke-Michigan State game, uh, Duke beat Michigan State to advance to the uh, Elite Eight. What are your thoughts on that game? You know, man, Coach Krzyzewski, um, he, he's, he's always putting his team in the right position to be there. And this year was no different. You know, um, he, he's a heck of a coach. And he, like I said about Beheim. We have to wonder how much longer can can these guys at the age they are keep performing at the level that they perform. You know, uh, nowadays it's more like the coach is the face and the image of the university, not players, not the team. It's the coach. And Krzyzewski is the face of Duke. And, uh, hey, great coach. Doesn't surprise me at all that his team was right there in the mix. Hey, man, uh, with the win, the Duke Blue Devils advanced to the Elite Eight to face the Louisville Cardinals. And, man, uh, with the birth to the Final Four on the line. And uh, I, I tell you what, man, there was a, it was a moment in this game that uh, Kevin Ware, uh, the injury, he broke his leg. It was a... Uh, it was a very gruesome injury. It brought back immediately brought back thoughts of uh, when Lawrence Taylor hit Joe Theismann on Monday Night Football and, and ended his career. But the one thing I can tell you about Mr. Ware, man, just the toughness that uh, he displayed. He saw that his teammates, his coaches were crying. And um, in, in, in the midst of all of the adversity and the pain that he was in, he called his coach over and told him to bring his team over. And he told him that he was going to be all right. And, uh, man, I, I just really think that uh, – at that moment, it, it, it was bigger than uh, the, the Duke Blue Devils. It was just destiny then. There was no way Louisville was going to lose that game uh, to Duke, and they went on to beat Duke by 22 points, 85-63. What are your thoughts on the injury uh, in the ball game? You know, man, I, I'm one of those people that can't watch injuries, especially when I know it's an horrific injury 
the second time. So I squint, squinted really tight the second time trying to watch that injury because I knew it was very bad the first time. When I saw Rick Pitino, the first person to show up at that injury and saw him, his reaction, and the way he looked, it was really that really showed me that it was it was something very very bad. And you know, man, I said a while back before the tournament started that Rick Pitino had bad karma because of what it, the way he handled things with the, with his intern and the um, the woman that had the had the had the abortion. Well, let me tell you something, man. If anything, any way for karma to be lifted. It was lifted from that because I think he saw something that really, really, really uh, opened his eyes to uh, not, not only to injuries with athletes, but it had to open his eyes to a lot of things in life. And, um, hey, man, I'm going I'm to I'm be the first person to say I think, uh, like I said, the karma, the bad karma that he has has been lifted. Uh, I think this team is going to go a lot of places because of the injury that Ware suffered and because of the camaraderie that they're going to gain. From this injury, they're going to come together even stronger now. And, if and you know, something is going to make them play a little bit harder for this guy. Where? You know, so, hey, that's my, top, that's my rant on this whole situation. Hey, man, he has surgery. He's doing well. He'll be, he will be released on Tuesday from the hospital. He will get to travel with the team to the final floor, to the final four in Atlanta. He's from Marietta, Georgia. So it's going to be a homecoming for him. Uh, hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to take it to the south. flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind join host former philadelphia eagles and cleveland browns strong safety ray ellis on voice america sports every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans perspective tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, in the South, the fourth-seeded Michigan Wolverines Beat up on the Florida Gators. I mean, they led from... Can you say that one more time? Can you say that one more time? The fourth-seeded Michigan Wolverines beat up on the Florida Gators, the third seed. And they beat them pretty good. From wire to wire, they led the game. I don't think the Gators ever led the game in this game, um, Sam. It it was over before it started, man. We jumped out to a 13-0... 13, 13 zip lead, and uh, from there, man, I, I could I could relax a little bit. Uh, I tell you what, living in the uh, state of Florida, uh, being a graduate of the University of Michigan, man, uh, th- there's nothing better for me uh, than watching that game yesterday, man. It, it was just a great feeling knowing that I work with a lot of Gator fans, and uh, today I had to bring out the Michigan hardware. You know, I had to let them see some of the rings and uh, why – let them know why we are the leaders and best. Just it's an outstanding ball game, man. Uh, Nick Stock Stock is uh, the freshman. Uh, Florida left them open in the corner six uh, six consecutive trips, and he hit six con- consecutive threes. And uh, it was kind of the knockout blow, man. Uh, uh, just happy to be moving on, and uh, you know we advanced to our first Final Four since 1993 uh, when we had five young freshmen by the name of the Fab Five that kind of took over college basketball. So just a big, big uh, congratulations to the University of Michigan. Hey, man, I, I would agree. A big congratulations goes out to Michigan. And um, and they really and it really surprised me to see a Billy Donovan team never have the lead at all in this game. I don't think I've ever seen a game that Billy Donovan team has played in where they never had the lead. Just very surprising. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really like Florida's game plan, man. They, uh, I, I guess they, uh, they bought in too much to the scouting report. Uh, they were trying to pound us inside, thinking that uh, we were soft. But I, I, I tell you what, man, one of the outstanding players in this tournament has been uh, Mitch McGarry, the, the freshman, 6'10", 250-pound uh, big man from Michigan. Uh, this is a young man that, that might be playing his way out of college basketball if he continued to play the way he's uh played in this NCAA tournament. He came he came in as uh, one of the highest recruited players uh, since uh, Chris Weber and Jalen Rose and those guys. And uh, he's been outstanding in, in this tournament. He's been a great compliment to Trey Burke, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Robinson, and Stockus, man. If, if this team continue to play the way they've uh, been playing, I can easily see them in uh, Louisville meeting up in the, in the national championship game. But uh, in order to do that, they're going to have to play a very tough Syracuse team that uh, easily handled Marquette 55 to 39. And again, this uh, two-three matchup zone. Uh, I, I, I tell you what, man. After watching the Indiana game and watching the Marquette game, uh, Michigan's going to have their work cut out for them uh, when they uh, face Syracuse in the Final Four. That's going to be a um, 
it's going to be a great challenge because that zone causes all type of problem. Uh, Syracuse have a, a bunch of long athletic guys that's out front leading that zone. And uh, their, their point guard, Williams, is one of the best point guards in the country. He's 6'6". Six, six, uh, he's he's going to have the length to give Burke some troubles. So uh, just looking forward to a great matchup, man. Hey, I am too, man. I, I really am. And, um, and Syracuse really put it on Marquette. I mean, you know, they um, – Marquette really didn't stand a chance in this game. You know, um, Bayheim team, like you say, they play a serious zone. They have a lot of long athletes. It's, it's, if you're not if you're not hot with a three pointer against Syracuse, you're going to have a lot of trouble getting the ball inside. Hey man, and uh, moving on to the West, uh, Wichita State and Ohio State. This is a um, man. This is a surprise. Uh, you know, we both picked Ohio State to win the West region and advance to the Final Four. And uh, we we both were very wrong. And uh, you know I mentioned earlier, Wichita State they, they they're they're small but they're athletic and they they play a tough brand of basketball, man. And they they led this game pretty much wire to wire. And uh, they they tried to give it away to Ohio State, but they held on um, to beat Ohio State seventy to sixty six. They had a eighteen point lead at one point in the game. Uh, Ohio State chipped away, but Wichita State did just enough to win this game, man. And uh, that's going to be a, I can't wait to see them. Uh, matchup versus Louisville in the final four because you're talking about a track meet. Uh, you better get your track shoes ready. This is going to be an outstanding game. You know, man, and this game, man, this is definitely Cinderella of the tournament. I mean, when you look at her, her seed at ninth is higher than all of these teams combined. You know, you're talking about Michigan with a four seed, Syracuse with a four seed, and, a, and Louisville with a one seed. They add up to nine. And, and Wichita State is the ninth seed. So, uh, man, this is a Cinderella I'm pulling for. I, I hope she does well. I really think it's going to be a very tough game against Louisville because of the injury to wear, and, and the team is rallied around this situation. So, hey, that's even more of – that's even going to make this an even tougher game for Wichita State. So, hey, I'm pulling for them. Uh, I hope they do their thing, man. It's nothing more than – it's nothing better for me to see an underdog uh, prevail. So you're going with uh, Wichita State to advance to the national championship game. We're going to hold our um, we're going to hold our opinions on the na- on the national championship uh, prediction, but we're we're going to pick our final four winners. So you're going with uh, Wichita State to beat Louisville. If I was if I was in Vegas, I wouldn't be putting my money on on Wichita State. No, Sam, I'm saying I, I I'm pulling for them because they're the underdog, and I like to see the underdog prevail. All right, well, hey, in, in, in the in the first matchup in the Final Four, the Michigan versus Syracuse, you know, I'm a Michigan guy, and there's no doubt who I'm rooting for. I, I said it last week. I didn't have us making it to the Final Four uh, on my ESPN bracket, but I did switch up last week on the show, and now I have us winning it all. So uh, I, I have us beating uh, a tough Syracuse team. Uh, we're going to have to shoot the ball very well if we're going to beat Syracuse in that zone. The one thing we know about Syracuse, you're going to get that game, that zone for 40 minutes. Uh, so uh, Stalkis, Burke. Hardaway Jr., uh, those guys are going to have to hit some outside outside shots to open things up. Uh, if we can hit enough outside shots, I, I think we have a great chance of beating Syracuse. But the one thing we do have in our favor is the best point guard in, in the country. Uh, today, he was named uh, first-team AP All-American, Trey Burke. Uh, 
I would be very surprised if he's not the uh, national player of the year. He's already uh, won a couple of those awards. But uh, having a, a guy that can control the game, the tempo of the game, uh, it, it really helps. And uh, I, I got us beating Syracuse in a close game. You know, Sam, um, if, when, I, when I look at this game, I look at two teams that are probably pretty close to evenly matched, even though I think Burke is the best player in the country right now. I actually think coaches make a difference. And Bayham, with his experience and his know-how, I think it's going to prevail in this game. And I'm, and I'm actually going to be pulling for Michigan because I want to see them win. But I really think because of his experience, Syracuse is, is going to take this. Hey, man, I'll tell you, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. We will see the victors. Uh, at the end of the day, you got to play the game. Uh, I, I think we're one of the hottest two teams in the tournament. And, uh, and the other team, the other hot team in the tournament is Louisville. Uh, and in that side of the bracket, Louisville, Wichita State, uh, you know, we mentioned it with the injury to where uh, I, I just don't see uh, Wichita State beating Louisville. The game might be close, but uh, Louisville, they, they just go on those magical runs. They were up by three on Duke. At the half, and uh, the next thing you know, they win the game by 22 points. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on the ball. Teams have struggled all tournament advancing the ball up the court versus this tenacious Louisville defense. Uh, you're talking about coaches, man. Patino is one of the best that uh, that ever did it. Uh, the injury, the emotion. I don't see Wichita State beating this Louisville team. I got Louisville and Michigan playing for the national championship in ATL shot at on Monday night. Well, Sam, I'm pulling for Wichita State because they're the underdog, but uh, Patino and his experience and his know-how and his preparation for this game, he's been there. I really think that um, he'll, he, he will prevail. Like I said, if I was, if I was betting in Vegas, it wouldn't be a question. Louisville would be the team that I'd be betting on. But – I don't have any money on this game. I'm pulling for Wichita State, but I think I think Louisville's going to win. So I think we're probably going to see Bayheim and Patino in the finals. If Syracuse and Louisville play, that'll be the Big East Championship game rematch. It's not going to happen because Michigan's going to win it. Hey, but Daryl, man, you, you you talk about the coaches and uh. The coaches that made it to the Final Four, man, how about the NCAA coaches cashing in on these tournament runs, man? Uh, Wichita State's uh, Greg Marshall, he gets $20,000 for a winning conference record, $20,000 for 20-plus regular season wins. Uh, coming into the game uh, versus Ohio State, he already made $108,000 because he get $36,000 for each NCAA tournament game played. Uh, he gets an additional sixty thousand for the round of sixteen, and and a hundred thousand for the final four, which he's already cashed in. Uh, Michigan's coach Beeline twenty five thousand dollars for NCAA tournament bid, fifty thousand. Uh, he he gets a uh, he gets a hundred thousand for each win. So so far, man, he's made a hundred thousand dollars. Well, Sam. It doesn't matter. When it, well, I guess it does matter for, for sure. But when you got people like Rick Patino who cashes in at $7.5 million a year, come on, man. Okay, I got, got Rick Patino. He gets 50000 for a Big East regular season conference championship, 50000 for a Big East title, uh, 50000 for the round of 16, 50000 for the round of 8, uh, 75 for the final four, 
And if he win the title, he get an extra 150 man. So, man, these guys have a lot of a um, lot of incentive money in their contracts. The one thing I would say, man, is uh, you look at the coaches, man. They're making a they're making a, a king's ransom, and uh, you look at a guy like. Uh, Ware from Louisville, he had he suffered a horrific injury, and uh, you know his career could potentially be over. In the, in the the, the schools, the coaches, uh, it's no different from football. They're raking in the money, man. They're raking in serious money. You know, there was an article written about um, John Calipari that ten minutes per game of his salary is the average salary of a of a Kentucky resident. Ten minutes every ten minutes. Of every 10 minutes of a game that he coached, like 10 minutes, if he just stopped working 10 minutes into the game, he's made the salary of an average Kentuckian. Yeah. Now, and, and now you just think about it. Rick Pitino's in the same state, and this is probably this is one of the poorest states in the nation, man. And these people making this kind of money, come on, man, don't see it. They love their basketball in Kentucky. Hey, man, I got a, I got an award to give out today. The, the Shut Your Mouth Award goes to uh, Steve Alford. Uh, Steve Alford was just named the UCLA head basketball coach. You know, uh, ten days ten days after Sandy, there's no place I would rather coach than the University of New Mexico. After he signed the ten year, twenty million dollar deal, this man takes the UCLA job. To me, that's the Shut Your Mouth Award, man. Uh, he should not have said that. Hey guys, you're listening to. Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, he makes $4.1 million. Billy Donovan makes $3.5 million. Bill Self makes $3 million. And, you know, when you look at it, uh, Bayheim is only making $1 million a year. I don't understand that. What's going on? He don't need the money? Hey, Daryl, I, I really think, man, that the coaches that get it, uh, I'm going to go back to my uh, – former coach at the University of Michigan, Lloyd Carr. He was always underpaid. Uh, some some people, man, they just really love the university. They realize that the million to $2 million that they're making is more than enough. When, when you really look at the big scheme of things, these coaches really don't have to spend none of their salary. They go out on the road recruiting or they're representing the university. The university's picking up the tab, uh, you know, uh, I, I really feel that he gets it. He loves Syracuse. Uh, he, he could coach at, at many schools across the country. And uh, some of these guys, they're in it for the glitz and, ga- glitz and glamour. I, I really feel that this man just loves Syracuse and realizes that he makes a lot of money in the million or the $2 million that he makes is, is, is more than enough. Yeah, and, and you might be right, Sam. You know, uh, people like Joe Paterno didn't make a lot of money at Penn State while he was there. Because they took care of everything from his housing to his cars to his meals, everything. I mean, they really don't have to spend any money. Yeah, and Bayham has the same thing. I'm sure he drives a Cadillac or Mercedes or whatever kind of car he wants to drive every year, two or three different cars. And I'm sure he doesn't have have to pay for any meals or housing or electric bill or water bill. Those simple things that we have to come out of our pockets for are already taken care of for him. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know... Moving, moving along. Uh, it came out uh, this past week that a uh, that a uh, gay NFL player is uh, close to coming out the closet. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, on that? If if someone comes out and says, "Hey, uh, hey guys, uh, you know, this is the lifestyle that I choose to lead." You know, um, Sam, um, I I have no homophobism. I like to say it like that, and um, you know. Um, I played with a guy that came out afterwards that said he was gay. One of my former teammates at University of Miami. I'm not going to call his name out now because, matter of fact, uh, he's passed away and gone on to heaven. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I, I know it's going to eventually come a day when we are going to have a gay player come out and say he's, say he's gay. I don't know whether he's going to be an offensive lineman or whether he's going to be a wide receiver, running back, tight end. Who knows what it's going to he be? He might be a linebacker, man. He might be a linebacker. Know. You never know. Hey, you but know? this is my thing. Will uh, will teammates be more willing to accept it from an uh, from an established veteran, or more so more so than from someone who uh, who is not as established? You know, my thing, Sam, is I don't think I don't think a rookie can come in and say he's gay and make a team. Because I think it'll be such a distraction that it's, they're gonna they're gonna probably cut him pretty quickly, all right. Or, and if, or if the team finds out that he's gay before he says he's gay, they're gonna cut him. So I think the NFL has a lot to bear with this too, man. You know, are they gonna allow a, a player to openly say he's gay? Uh, I, I really, for uh, my opinion on that is, uh, I, I really feel that the guys in the locker room. Uh, could, could care less uh, what your uh, sexual preference is. Uh, I, I just think it's a thing of uh, being respectful for, to your teammates uh, when you're around them, and uh, you know that, that that's no different than uh, 
a guy that's just that loves to clown around. You know, when you come in the meeting room, when you're in the meeting room, there there's a time to clown around and there's a time to to be serious. So I, I really don't think it'll be a problem in the locker room. I, I really feel that all of these guys are professionals, and uh, that it it wouldn't be an issue. I, I think the problem that uh, guys would have is uh selfishly is this guy doing this to uh, bring attention to himself uh, because. I, I really feel that that's going to be one of the big issues, you know, the, the timing of this. Why why come out now, you know, I, or to the media? You know, I think really the media is making this more of a bigger thing. If it, To me, if you're going to do it, you get your teammates together, you tell them uh, it, it's not for everyone to know. You know, I, you know, when I was in Indianapolis, we hung out uh, with a guy or two who, you know, they choose they chose to live their life a different way and uh you know, we didn't have an issue with that. So I don't really feel that guys uh it's as big of a deal as the media makes it out to be. You no, know, it's it, well Sam, come on man, it is a big deal. It, it's a big deal. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal if you're a shallow person, man. If you if you're another man and and you like uh, if if you want to be with another man, that that's your preference. You know, if you go out, if you have a job to do, because I tell you one thing, no one's going, uh, they're not going to um, question his manhood when he's out there. If he's a lineman, when he's driving you ten yards and burying you and nut rubbing you, as we used to call it, or if he's a linebacker, he's shedding blocks and making tackles, man. At the end of the day the nfl the nba they're going to accept whomever for who they are if they can go out and if they can produce because I, I tell you one thing if uh I'm, I'm not saying that lebron james or kobe bryant uh is gay but i i promise you one thing if they were gay and they can and if they played at the level that they played at uh i, I would order three or four more of them if i was a franchise so i don't really think it's going to be that big of an issue Sam, football is the most watched event in America. I mean, we love our football because it's because of its brutality. We love our football because it's like mano o mano, you know, man o man. It's like it's the it's the biggest form of testosterone we gonna ever see during the week. And then when we start talking about um, someone being a homosexual, it it actually it in a sense it may take away from that brutality. It may take away from that testosterone that we like to see thrown around constantly so it is it is a big deal because how if, if someone openly says they're gay how long are we gonna how long are we gonna look at them play or how long is it before someone is gonna make a big deal about it and then it's a bigger 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 story you're right it might be the story more than it is the person that's gay you know and, and the person that's gay might want the headlines more than they want the what the image that they have. So, hey, I, you know, I don't have a problem with homosexuality. I really don't. But Because I tell you this, man, uh, a lot of people already feel that every locker room has one or two in it already, but they're not coming out. So what's the difference? (laughs) What's the difference? I mean, if there's already... Someone that's currently playing, what's the difference when they just raise their hand and say, hey, this is the lifestyle I choose to live, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm not hiding it anymore. Sam, let me say this. Everybody, it's some locker rooms in the NFL where there's some guys um, doing coke and doing weed. But if they came in and said, hey, anybody doing coke and weed in here, raise your hand. 
You might, get, way, one, you you might, might get one or two, man. And, and he and he might not be with it. And if he's not a true serious, serious vet, he might not be with the team tomorrow. It's hey, the same thing, man. Hey, man, if, if it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I don't doubt it's going to happen. When it happens, I, I don't think it's going to be that big it's, of an issue, man. It, and I, I really feel that it has to be the right guy, though. It's going to have to be someone, in my opinion, that's already established where, hey, man, if you're already established, if you're a big-time player, it's going to be hard for a management or an organization to just blackball you out the league because at the end of the day, it's about results. And if you can go out and if you can help a club win, uh, I, I really don't see clubs getting uh, getting rid of a player that can help them win. Now, to me, it boils down to the reasoning behind why and when you choose to identify yourself. How about a guy that's on the last leg of his career? Um, when he's when he's People Magazine offers him a million dollars to come out, he comes out. You See? know he's on the last leg of his career. You know is is that a is that a is that okay? See, to me, that, that, that goes back to a selfish act, and uh, you're doing it more so for the attention and the money than just saying, hey, this is, I'm doing this for me. But if he's, if he's actually when, gay... Because when, when you do something for yourself, it's not about money. It's not about satisfying People magazine. It, it, it's not about you being on your last leg. Sometimes, man, you just want to breathe a sigh of relief that I got that burden off of me, man. It, it's something you're living with. Uh, you can't tell anyone. Hey, man, because at the end of the day, if you're someone's friend, regardless of, of how they decide they want to live, a friend is a friend to the very end. It, it doesn't matter, but now, and that goes back to my point. Why are you doing this? Are you doing this for for your just for more fame, for for a story? Are you just doing this, or are you doing this because this is something that you really want to let everyone know that this is how I am? Uh, I have no problems about it. I can care less if I play another down in the National Football League. Well, sometime. Um Situations dictate circumstances. You know what I mean? Circumstances dictate situations. But Sam, if if you openly, if you want to come out and admit that you're gay, I think you have to weigh the pros and cons. And you and you got to look at it. I have a three million dollar contract. If I say if I say this tomorrow, am I going to still have a three million dollar contract? Is it worth it? If you're an established vet, I, I really don't feel a team will be able to just get rid of you. If you're a rookie, uh, undrafted guy, late round pick, now we might have some. Uh, if you're an established, some, we, might you're, some, we might have some problems. If you're an established vet like Adrian Peterson, he comes out tomorrow and says he's gay, and he's openly gay. He wants to open openly say he's gay. All right. Not only does he lose. He, not only does he, he he starts to lose endorsements. You understand what I'm saying? Now he, he might lose he, some endorsements. That's may, okay. Yeah, I mean, but I'm saying he may he may gain status on one side. Might be a beautiful thing. He may gain multiple endorsements. He you will know? not be cut. I promise you that. I don't think yeah, if he if he is cut, he'll be picked up tomorrow. Now, if 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 he comes out, that's different. But I'm saying if 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 the average player comes out and says this. You can't do that, man. 
He just can't do it. I'm sorry. All right, man. In other news, Tony Romo cashes in six-year, $108 million ex- extension, $55 million guaranteed. What do you think about that one? You know, man, I, I really think um, I, I really think Jerry Jones has made a mistake here. I, I really do. You know, when Carson Palmer um, basically is begged to be take to take a pay cut, and uh, and then you see Tony Romo get a hundred and eight million dollars, six years, a hundred and eight million dollars. I just can't see this. He's to me, he's not worthy of a contract that big. Hey, man. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back with our final segment. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, man, Tony Romo, he must have some pictures of Jerry Jones or something. I just don't understand this. $108 million? Come on. I can't see this, man. This man is making more than Aaron Rodgers. Um, Joe Flacco, come on. He hasn't done anything. When was a, he hasn't taken his team to the playoffs in, what, six years? I think he's one in four, man. But, uh, hey, uh, you know, the, the one thing this contract uh, does allow the Cowboys is uh, some salary cap uh, flexibility, which allows them to go out and sign uh, more players. Uh, this Lord uh, 
Romo's cap number by $5 million. Uh, and uh, speaking of the Cowboys, Dez Bryant feels that uh, he can become the NFL's first 2,000-yard receiver. Uh, I, I really think the focus uh, for the for the Cowboys, um, Dez has done a lot of great things this offseason. He's really cleaning up his image, but the guys got to win games, man. The numbers, uh, you got to forget about the numbers. It's about winning ball games and getting to the playoffs. Uh, you know, when Jerry Jones was making these type of investments in guys, you want to get to the playoffs. You want to reward him for his investment uh but moving along man and shut your mouth part two ted johnson is very out of line for answering the question on the houston sports radio about what player on the team has the ugliest spouse uh his response was vince wilfork man i, I tell you that's the shut your mouth award number two today on uh sports info uh um there's just some things that you do not do you do not talk about another man's wife. Uh, you do not talk about another man's family, man. These guys were teammates. This is a guy that Vince uh, Wilfolk looked up to when he played for the Patriots. Uh, Ted Johnson was a great linebacker. Uh, he's had some uh, concussion issues. Uh, and, you know, th- this this could get ugly, but uh, I-, I think Vince did a good job of taking the high road, but also at the same time letting Ted know, don't F with my family. Hey, man, you better watch yourself, man. Vince Wilfolk is not a small man. Hey, man, you hurricanes, man. You guys, come on, man. And we don't take that trash either, man. I'm telling you, man. You better watch yourself, man. You guys talk a little trash, man. Well, we do talk a little trash. No, we don't don't like that. You don't mess with the family, man. I'm telling you, don't mess with the family. And he better watch himself when he go to South Florida the next time, too. Vince got a lot, a lot of fans down there, man. Hey, man. In Miami, man. Hey, in other news, man, you, we talked about injuries uh, with Ware. We talked about Joe Theismann a little bit, how Ware's injury reminded you of Joe Theismann. I tell you, man, another horrific uh, injury was uh, watching Marcus Lattimore from South Carolina suffer a second gruesome uh, knee injury. But, uh, you know, he, he was operated on by the probably the best orthopedic doctor in the world, Dr. James Andrew. And uh, at USC's Pro Day, man, Lattimore, he did, he did some light, gi- light drills, and he earned cheers from scouts and uh, former teammates, man. They actually gave this guy a standing ovation. Uh, he's on the road to re- uh, to recovering. And uh, I-, I really feel, man, that somebody's going to get a big-time player late in the draft. He's worth the investment, in my, um, in my opinion. Man, I would love to see Lattimore taken late in the draft, anywhere in the draft, and I'm really praying for this young man to have a have a comeback, a successful comeback. And any drills that he's doing right now is a wow. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, man, Manti Teo runs an unofficial 471 at Notre Dame's Pro Day. My question is, is the young man still a first-round draft pick? No. And 471 on his Pro Day is not good enough. I still don't think um, people are really trusting this young man. It's going to be a trust issue, man. And when you look at him, he's not a freak of nature. He's not that specimen. You know what I mean? We don't look at him and say, wow, this kid is 6'3 and a half, 248 pounds, and he runs a 4'5'2". No, we don't look at him and say that. He looks small, he looks average, and he plays at an average level. I just don't see. Man, this guy had an outstanding season. You know, uh, just because he ran a four seven one, I'm going to give you a couple examples of guys who didn't really blaze a blaze the forty. Man, sometimes the forty can be overrated. Man, I would say look at the tape. He ran a four seven one at his pro day. Uh, Vontez uh, Burfitt. 
from uh, Arizona State, was a big-time prospect coming out, went undrafted. He ran a 5-1 and played a major role for uh, Cincinnati uh, this year. Started every game, led his team in tackles. He's going to be a big-time player. Uh, James Laronitis from the uh, – Coming out of Ohio State, ran a 4.82 at the combine. He's been a, just a major uh, player for the uh, for the Rams. Signed a 40 plus million dollar contract this offseason. Brandon Spikes from the um, University of Florida ran a five flat 40. And uh, look what he's done for the Patriots, man. So that that's just an example of guys that can play. When you're a middle linebacker, you don't have to run a four five. If you can be outstanding between the tackles. That's where you earn your money. The one thing that I can say that Teo has to improve on is uh, shedding blocks, doing a better job of uh, shedding blocks. And uh, but as far as the four seven one, that's plenty fast enough to be a great middle linebacker in the NFL. Remember Zach Thomas with the Miami Dolphins, don't you? He was undersized and slow, had a great career. He did have a great, great career, but he was not a first round pick. And Spikes. Even though he was a high draft pick, the guy's 6'3 or better. And those other two young men that you're talking about, neither one of them were first-round picks. I don't see him being a first-round pick. Hey, uh, I, I think that there's a chance this young man can be a first-rounder. Even if he's not a first-rounder, I really feel that Manton Teo can have a successful uh, NFL career as a middle linebacker. Hey, man, uh, Tyron Mathea, he, he, uh, he, he stood on his combine numbers. He did position drills. Uh, you're talking about a guy that was a finalist for the Heisman, man. Uh, he had some off-field issues, but I really feel that he's doing an outstanding job of selling himself to NFL teams. And uh, I, I tell you what, man. Wherever this young man goes in the draft, I'm going to root for him. I hope he, I hope he can do the right thing, and because he's a heck of a football player, man. He, he is a heck of a football player, man. Vince Young looked impressive at the Texas Pro Day. Will he land a job this, start, uh, this season, man? What do you think? I, I think Vince uh, Vince Young will land the job, but uh, you know, Gil Brandt, the Big-time uh, talent evaluator. He just said Vince Young wild everybody at the pro day. But, uh, you know, I was talking to my father-in-law. He's known as Papa on the show. And, and the one thing that, uh, that that he mentioned, he read an article somewhere, that there's there's millions and millions of people or billions in this world. Why can't we find 32 guys that can play quarterback? Hey, man, it's a tough job. That's why these guys make so much money. It's a very, very tough job. You're talking about thinking on the run. You got to think on the run. You got to react on the run. It's a very tough job. And I really think that Vince Young is as good as, as at least the top 60 quarterbacks in America. I just can't see 60 quarterbacks being better than him, man. Hey. So. Hey, but uh, moving on, Daryl. Uh what will a Heat's historic winning streak mean without an NBA championship? You know, that was our. That was our discussion. That was our. What, what will that mean, that, that winning streak mean without a championship? We're down to it, our last three minutes. Let, let me give it to you in my, in my southern accent. Nothing, nothing with the F. You hear what I'm telling you, man? Nothing. It's not going to mean a thing, man, if the Heat doesn't win the championship. And, you know, and, and, and I'm not so sure if, if LeBron is ready to take on the weight of Miami on the second go-round, man. I, I really feel that uh, it's going to be hard to beat the Miami Heat. I agree that the streak means nothing without an NBA championship. But when you can sit D-Wade, LeBron, and Chalmers and beat the Spurs, the number one team in the West, I really feel that you're going to be all right. Hey, we're down to our last two minutes. Hey, um, uh, 
just in. Uh, the Raiders trade for Flynn, two more picks, uh, one in 2014 and one in 2015. Uh, this will clear the way for them to trade Carson Palmer, who's refusing to take a, a pay cut. I'll tell you what, one of the bonehead moves the Raiders made is when they traded a first and second round pick to Cincy for the retired Palmer. And uh, the overpaid guy of the year, Kevin Cobb, man, two years, uh, he signed for two years uh, with Buffalo, but in 14 starts, he had 17 touchdowns, an 83.2 pass rating, and in two years, he made $20.5 million, man. Man, man, you're talking about overpaid. Alex Rodriguez makes $29 million this year. As a matter of fact, he made more, he's going to make more money this year than the starting nine for the Houston Astros. Now that's, that's being overpaid. That's grossly overpaid. And he's been the highest paid player for the last 13 years straight in Major League Baseball. Come on, man. And he's not a pitcher. He's not a pitcher, man. Hey, man, he had a mean stick, uh, when it, when he, uh, when he, was in, when he was in his prime, man. How about yesterday, opening day, Major League Baseball, the Astros beat the Rangers 8-2 to two in the uh, season opening game and their AL debut, man. The, the Houston Astros have moved over from the National League. They are now competing in the American League. Hey, I like that, man. Well, what are your like thoughts that. on uh, – Carson Palmer, he, he he played a game of chicken with the Raiders. He know that they didn't have anyone on their um, roster. Uh, he he refused to take a pay cut from the Raiders, but he's more than willing to do it with the Cardinals. So he you know, basically he basically forced his way out of town, man. Well, you know the, the Raiders organization is 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 to be desired. You understand what I'm saying? And that's my team. It has been my team since I was twelve twelve years old. But they haven't been able to get it together for a while, man. <laughs> Um, you know, since, since the tough rule with Woodson, I'm like, we haven't been able to get it together, you know, but I kind of, I kind of think Carson Palmer, man, is one of those guys that's more or less almost got one foot out of the league. I think he wants to be retired. I'm not so sure he really wants to play in the NFL. Hey, uh, the jury will be out on that, but I tell you what, he's gonna, uh, he'll, he'll have a big time guy to throw the ball to in, uh, Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona, um, when they decide to make that trade. Uh, hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. Unfortunately, all of our time is out. We will make our national championship game prediction next week because we will lead into the national championship game. Sounds like a winner. Peace out, guys. See you next week. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.